good evening everyone this is Reverend Corey Morris and um, I pray you are doing well um, this is March 24 2020 and we are all aware of what's happening worldwide with the coronavirus but I take the time out to put all that interest on the back burner as I encourage our new converts who were recently baptized and I just want to encourage you with a few words of scripture and I want you to keep these scripture in your spirit um, when I was when I got baptized years ago our pastor had the habit of giving us a memory verse I think I started that when I just came but somewhere I drifted from it I used to give out a memory verse but I don't need to give you a memory verse the Bible, the Bible is filled with verses of scripture but one of the most important things you can start to do as a new believer is start memorizing scripture. So write that down. Start memorizing scriptures. That's going to become very important as you seek to um, continue to walk with the Lord. And if you need a scripture to remember, memorize, I'm going to give you one tonight. Because I'm just going to look at that for a few minutes as I pray that I encourage your spirits through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's coming to us from Hebrews 11, verse 6. Now listen to what it says. And I want you to remember this scripture every day of your life. Um, add it with whatever other scriptures you'd want to remember. 11, verse 6. And you can pause this audio and go and pick up your Bible and read it with me. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, the Bible is a very big book, but what I'm going to say is just, is just scratching the surface of the entire truth of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But I want to say this to you, new converts. Your walk with God is a its a relationship with a person. Christianity is a relationship with the living, resurrected Jesus Christ. Though invisible, um, it's a living relationship. And it is very important as we look at the aspect of this verse that says, you must believe. And belief is very important. There are many facets, there are many areas of belief that you're going to need to hold on to. As you, if you mean to make it in this journey with Jesus, there are many. You're going to have to. You're going to have to have faith in a lot of things. And I'm going to give you a synopsis of some of the things you need to have faith in. Now, number one, you must start with the faith that there is a God. You must believe that there is a God. Um, you must believe. That's what the text says. We that come to God must believe that He is. That means God exists. Now, what you have to understand is that there is a God and we were created by him and we are accountable to him. So that is number one. You must believe that God exists and though you not see him, maybe some of you might have had spiritual experiences, dreams, visions, whatever. But for most persons, they have never seen or heard God, right? They never really hear God. But that does not exempt us from having to believe that there is a God. Now, it says we also have to believe because of how we have lived our lives that there is a wedge between us and god that means things not perfect when when persons are born things never right between you and god there, there there was there was there was some 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 something 
that was that was kind of as i would want to say between you and god and what god is doing now is calling you back into a relationship with him now how he's going to do this now god wants to mend the relationship and you have started that when you got baptized now he wants to mend it this is how he mends that relation the relationship because the relationship with god was broken because of how we lived our life and how we live our life is because of a condition that pre-exists in us before we came to the knowledge of right and wrong and that condition is called sin so the, the problem is not because you stole something at a point in your life you told a lie the problem is you were born with an innate alienating um desire to do the things that are not pleasing to god and that is what the bible can cause sin sin is just you're not you're not doing the things oh god would want you're not living and functioning the way god would want you to function god wants us to function a particular way we're not um functioning that way he created us originally to function a particular way and we were malfunctioning then we were not operating how we should operate and god classifies that kind of behavior as sin now the problem with it now that you have to also believe is that we have to believe that because of sin we were we would have, we would die and be forever alienated from god the natural physical man because of sin would die and forever be alienated from god but when you believe in god we find that god is coming now to confront the penalty for sin in our lives right god is coming to confront the penalty of sin now we need to understand a few things um as i take my time to look at at some things that i jot down what God has done is he has sent Jesus to die for your sins. Now, why is this important? It is important for you who got baptized to understand that God could not just sweep sin under the rug. Because God is a just God and he has set up um, rules. One of the rules of the kingdom, as it says in Romans, is that the wages of sin is death. Whether you're born with the, the, the sin condition... God says the wages of the sinful life that you were preconditioned and predisposed to do is death. And that means ultimate separation for eternity from God. But in recognizing our sin and coming to God and saying, God, forgive me of my sins. I'm coming. I'm asking to come into my heart. I'm asking to live in my life. I'm asking to take control over my life. It is through accepting Jesus into our lives that we now accept the remedy for sin. But sin could not be swept under the rug. Something had to, something had to pay the price. Someone had to pay the price for sin. So it, it's not something that, like, like God could just say, okay, I just, me just forgive you. And the, 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 the sin just, just left hanging there somewhere. Right? Death is the wages of sin. And death comes to collect. Death is a death is a great collector of, 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 of the payment for sin. So death goes around looking for to, to, to collect for what God had said that death should collect for. And that is a sin condition. So you were living under the penalty of death, the fear of death. And that's why sinners sometimes, especially when you're getting closer to God, the fear of death comes upon them because there's a part of them that is becoming god conscious that if i die i could be alienated from god for all eternity and and there's a certain fear that comes upon persons and and that fear is good because proverbs says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so so god comes and he confronts death through jesus christ on the cross and it's not just it's not a physical death because we are still 
in a in a failing body so the feeling body eventually will pass but what god comes to, to to challenge is two forms of death first it is spiritual death and spiritual death means that while you're alive you're not you're not functioning as you ought to you're not being led by the spirit that means you're malfunction you're up operate out of order so what the holy ghost does through the blood of jesus christ it comes to give you spiritual life that means you are now functioning as you should right and it also comes to give you eternal life so when this life is over you have life with god so if covid or whatever will happen, nuclear holocaust whatever happened you have a hope that after this you will spend your life with jesus christ so after the physical body dies or you are raptured you now have an inheritance of eternal life your faith is that jesus has forgiven your sins Jesus has broken the chain and the bondage of sin and Jesus has given you new life with God. So you must believe these things. You have to believe these things. And the reason you must believe these things is that going forward, your faith will be tested. And that's why God said you must believe, you know. And there are many other texts, but for time's sake, I will just deal with this and close off. Your loved ones may challenge that you're not believing God. If you're married, your, your wife might get up one day and you know go on too well and say, you're, you're not safe. You're just going out water and come out the same way. Your husband might say, oh, listen, you're not safe. Your family might say, you're not safe. And even you, maybe even church people might say, you're not safe. Even at times, you yourself might not feel like you're safe. But you have to remember that you, you are not safe by your works. Though I'm not saying you're going to live any anyway. That's for another discussion. But you have to understand that you are saved because of what Jesus has done for you. The Bible says, not of works that any man should boast. But you are saved by the grace of God. By the grace of God, you are saved. You are redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are bought with a price. So when Jesus went on Calvary's cross and died, the price was sin. In fact, the whole world. Because the invitation is for everyone that if we believe in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, hallelujah, you are delivered from your sin condition according to this, the scripture and you are growing in Christ. So the cross took out God's wrath towards you. The cross confronted sin at Golgotha. When Jesus went to Golgotha, Jesus was going up that hill carrying his cross knowing that I am confronting the, the wages that 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 um each and every one of you as newly baptized um from the least to the oldest i'm confronting this debt on your behalf jesus did not go up to golgotha for his own sins jesus was not being crucified for his radical statements and his, his radical the radical movement which he started jesus was going on calvary's cross for your sin that means jesus was going there to pay the price of all the wrongs that you have done to redeem you back from a fallen humanity and deliver you from hell itself so as he as he, he, he went up there just picture him carrying that cross and your name is and your name is written on that cross you and i should have been the ones who would have been crucified and gone to hell but jesus the spotless son of god the the, the, the lamb of god the the, the, the the lamb that was without spot or blemish was walking up that hill with your sins on his mind that's why a songwriter said while he was on the cross you and i were on his mind jesus had you on his mind and i don't know you might feel this morning but that's why you have to get scriptures out of the bible you have to remember verses you have to read the word because the bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god 
So faith comes as you read the Bible and you see the promises of God. It is what's going to give you strength to continue that you don't fall out by the wayside when coronavirus is, is, is taken off the scene and you find so you survive and things start to normalize and maybe your life even get better than it was before. You won't throw in the toil on Jesus because you know that you have confidence that Jesus died for you on Calvary's cross. I don't know if somebody want to shout an amen right there so. So that is something that we can look at that Jesus died for us. But this was not just something that Jesus was come with, come up with on the spot. Because um, many years before Jesus came on the scene, a prophet by the name of Isaiah, he so eloquently um, composed through his prophetic gifts and the, 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 the vision that the Spirit gave him. Because he saw Jesus, he saw Jesus years, hundreds of years before Jesus came. And he wrote in Isaiah 53. And you can read Isaiah 53 if you want to pause the video or pause this audio and skip to Isaiah 53. And listen to what Jesus, what Isaiah says that Jesus was going to do for you. Oh, and I love this. Holy Ghost led me to this text, you know, because I, I didn't read the first verse, but listen to this. Who has believed our report? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So the, the text in Hebrew 11 says, you must believe, you know, and it's not Isaiah 53 start with. Who has believed our report and to who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? So the Bible is saying, who believe? Who, who is going to believe this that we're about to say now? Hello. Hallelujah. So listen what it goes on to say. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, speaking of Jesus Christ, and as a root out of dry ground, he has no form of comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our face from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Now listen to this part now which should jump out at what Jesus is doing for you, converts and believers if you are listening to it too. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions or our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his tribes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. My God, my God, my God. So that this text is in, in wrapping it up. This is the Isaiah's prophesying of the suffering servant. Jesus would come. His first coming is not coming. He did not come in the first time as the king. But he came in a, what we call the first advent. I mean, his first appearing. In the first advent, he came to suffer and to die for humanity. That means Jesus came for the Texas in John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus came for you. Um, converse. He came to die for you. He came to lay down in life for you. That I will not feel like you're saved. You have to say, Jesus, I believe that, that I am saved. I believe God that you paid the price. I believe that your blood did not go in vain for my life. I believe that when you come back again, uh, if I'm alive, I shall be caught up to meet you. Jesus paid it all. In fact, the songwriter said, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but Jesus' blood washed it white as snow. 
now. I want to encourage you now, even as I'm on this phone, that even as you are baptized, just can just begin to pray right now and say, Lord, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my spirit. I just invite you to take control of me. I, I shared a message last week by Hermitage that in Psalm 91, God did not just say he's our protector, but he declared that he's our deliverer. That means he can protect us from virus, but even if you catch a virus, God can deliver you from the very virus that's inside of you. God is everything. Another songwriter said, he's my all in all. And I'm here to encourage you at this season. Don't give up on your salvation. Don't give up on Jesus. Continue to pray. Continue to read the word. Hide some scripture in your heart. If you can't read for 10 hours, at least read 5 minutes and say, God, help me to be effective. If you find it a struggle to pray, say, God, help me to pray. Find, find the right time. You might be able to pray better at 12 o'clock in the day. Maybe some of you, it's easier to pray at 12 o'clock in the night. But continue to reach out to God. For God is your refuge and your strength. And he that has begun a good work in you will see to the end. I encourage you continue to be on the foreign line for those who are recently um, baptized. And if you are an old member and you are listening to this message, continue to be encouraging your spirit even in this time. Jesus still sits on the throne. Because I said the first advent he came as the sheep, um, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. But when he comes again, he's coming as a reigning king. And he's coming back for his people. He said he has gone to prepare a place for us. And if we abide in him, we will see that place and we'll live in that place. So I, I just pray that you remain strong. And until we see each other again, um, keep focus. I'm not trying to share a lot. What I'm trying to do is try to share something that is meaningful. So if you're not seeing me share a lot, sometimes I'm saying, God, what is it I must say? And I pray that this encourages your spirit. As I said again, let me just end with how I start. You must have faith in God. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Until we meet again.